0: Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons-powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Last time, the party interrogated a bandit and were led to a warehouse full of traps. And now, they've discovered a secret cavern.
1: So, the adventuring party finds themselves heading towards a dark passage to an underground
2: cavern. I mean, we're going to go forward, right? Like, we're, we're not going to stop just because it's a little dark and spooky, right? It's very, very dark.
3: Uh, how about we uh, light these torches? Just an idea. Always a fan of lighting one up.
2: So
1: you start to walk down the stairway. There's about 50 steps. This goes down very low. Uh, the air gets colder. It gets damp. There's a moistness to it. Uh, you hear bits of echoes. When you get down to the bottom of the staircase, it is pitch blackness. You can barely see to the edge of the light of the torches. Uh, But you can see that there is just one passageway. There's drips of water in the distance.
3: Hey, uh, Finnick, could you uh, see if there's any traps here?
2: I could if I could see the walls.
3: We have torches.
2: You have a guiding bolt.
3: To attack, not to light
2: up the room. I thought that's what a guiding bolt was for, right? To light things up? I mean, just do your job, Finnick. I mean, don't require Agata's powers. I mean, you, you're the job Is traps. You don't always have to rely on other people, you know? Just do your part. In the time it's taken him for, to get to the end of his speech, uh, Finnick has already checked out the room.
1: It's just basically that rock on the walls. It's, you feel as though somebody just hacked this out with a chisel, but hundreds of years ago.
3: Hey, folk, why don't you go first?
1: I see no reason not to.
4: Fuke marches boldly forward.
1: The darkness gets almost darker. You have dark vision, so you're not that affected by it. You see much better. Uh, When you were walking down the stairs, you could see the down to the bottom of the stairways. But it feels as though the darkness has gotten stronger and deeper and denser.
2: I'm just going to toss this out there. If darkness gets darker, does that not mean magic of some sort?
3: Yes, that usually means magic.
2: Great. Why don't you check it out? I do sense an evil sorceress. It might not be the same one. Just the one keep... who
3: killed my village!
2: Yeah. Oh, okay, just keep your battle axe in your pants for right now.
3: Yes, it is the evil sorceress, the one who killed your village. She's causing the darkness. Can you make it go away?
4: By killing her, I will. Okay. Can you point me in a direction? Um, Forward?
1: Continuing forward, as it gets darker and darker, suddenly... You no longer see light from the torches.
2: Wait, but doesn't some, doesn't someone have a thing where they can sense magic and figure out what the magic is? No, yeah. not me. No, I do. Okay, so
3: why didn't you <laughs> fucking use it, buddy? So stop, stop pointing it at me. You don't have that power. I don't
2: know. You're both the same thing.
3: No, we're not.
2: <sighs> Quietly from the back of the group, Maldar casts detect magic so that he can see with his eyes if this darkness really is magic and what type. As though
1: you were seeing dust in a sunbeam. Little bits of even darker black is now floating in front of your eyes. It is now completely dark, and you can see nothing. However, you hear from a, as though from far away. Come on down.
4: That's never good. I feel like I should be winning something in a moment. Oh, I see. You're doing like
2: a like a like a game show. Yes. Come on
4: down. You're I, I, the next contestant on something.
2: I read a different tone to the voice. Really? Yeah.
4: Sounded friendly to me.
2: Well, I'm ready for a prize. Uh, Phoenix starts walking in the direction of the voice.
3: I just hope nobody's going to get spayed or neutered.
4: Fook uses his special <laughs> ability to sense celestial, fiend, undead, or consecrated, desecrated within 60 feet.
1: You don't uh, sense anything quite like that, but as you move forward... Towards the sound of the voice, suddenly you feel the closeness is gone. Uh, The the air feels lighter. Uh, Suddenly, the the darkness seems to have dispelled. It's still very, very, very dark. But it's now no longer you, you feel like the darkness is not a force into itself. Suddenly, in the distance, you see three bursts of flame. They're obscuring passageways that are now blocked behind you. As you can see in this large chamber that you are now aware that you've entered, the way you came is now blocked by a wall of flame. And from the further darkness, a giant, oddly beautiful, green snake slithers forward. Uh, Another thing you might see about this snake that's weird is it's wearing a sequined vest. And it has a white wig on its head. Good evening! Welcome to the game! So nice to see some new contestants here vying for a chance to gaze upon the
2: majesty of the eyes, perhaps win it from its current possessors. Oh, good! It is a game show. I I was really hoping the snake wouldn't talk and we'd just fight it, because this seems weird. I'm just happy I was right! Moldar,
1: Finnick, Agatha, and Fook, come on down! And you see that he's gesturing towards uh, these stones that have been piled up in uh, into makeshift podiums for you to stand at.
2: Why is my podium
1: taller than the rest? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the game! Now, this one is a poser. Who are you calling a poser? So the giant snake, uh... You can. He doesn't have arms, uh, but he has somehow managed to make what you've just suddenly noticed is a giant curtain move back, and you see a podium and there's a light shining on it. You don't know where the light is coming from, and there are three vials of a yellowy liquid in front of those vials are three tokens that say one silver piece, five gold pieces, twenty-five gold pieces. Welcome to game number one! Guess that price! If you can correctly align the prices with these three common everyday vials, you'll win them all and move on to the next round.
4: So is it the value of the vial or the urine inside?
1: I can't give you a clue as to what's inside. You'll just have to use your consumer knowledge.
2: Ooh. Maldar checks into his arcana knowledge to see if he can recognize any of the potions. You don't you don't know what they are, but you get the feeling that they're not potions? At first glance,
1: they all seem the same.
3: Is there uh, any way that we could see what's inside the vials,
2: or...?
1: I'm sorry, that would be cheating. You'll have to just recognize it from your trips to your local shops.
2: All right. So what happens? We uh, rearrange the the coins to go with the with the vial.
1: Correct. I like you. You you got a you got a real hang for these games. Right. Twenty five, one, five.
3: Agata tries to open one.
1: Uh oh. No touching. No touching.
2: So is I right? Wait, wait. Uh, I I want to clarify. Uh, is Phoenix guest a guest for the whole team or? is we each get individual votes, because I don't want to necessarily throw my hat in with his random guess. Look, I don't have all the supplies in the world down here. Uh, you guys are going to have to act as a team for this one. I don't know how else we can do this. It's not like we have a call a friend or something like that.
4: Well, let's see if we can smell the asparagus in one of them.
2: Is it... it so So it's his urine. Maybe it's our
4: urine. Fook sniffs the bottles. Mmm, lemons.
1: Very sweet and very
2: lemony.
4: The
1: fact,
2: the fact that I've already rearranged these doesn't doesn't... Oh, is that your final guess? I don't No. Know. No. 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 Okay. I didn't no. know that we had no. to say that it was a final guess. No. That's all. No. Okay, just
1: joking. Hey, hey, hey. I, I, yeah. I just you felt, felt like, to be given, given, you felt have like to everyone it, ignored it. A moment. Uh, you have to be given a moment of tension as I ask you if that's your final answer. Okay, great. And then it creates doubt
2: and tension for those Okay, I haven't though. seen this one, so I didn't know.
4: The first one smells like lemons. Maybe there's a theme. If we smell the others, they'll be of the same category. Great. Go, go do that, Fook. Fook smells the second one.
1: Lavender it's sort of uh, smells a bit like a prostitute.
4: This one takes me back. Fook smells the third bottle.
1: Uh, you have smelled something like this before. It's very acrid. It is very, it bites at you. Uh, you remember it from science classes. You had to, when you were in school, you, uh, this seems like an acid to you. Hmm. Oh, don't forget that. It's one silver piece, five
2: gold pieces,
1: or twenty-five gold pieces. Oh. oh, oh.
2: Mulder's still got his detect magic sight active, and he's trying to see if he can notice any glimmering magic on any of the vials.
1: Uh, the vials themselves are not magical, but there's magic all over the like the stage area, and just basically around you is alive with magic.
4: Lavender, lemon, and acid.
2: Great. What do those cost?
1: I
4: would
3: think. Well, you said the lavender had prostitute smell on it?
2: It reminded him of the smell of prostitutes.
4: Okay. Prostitutes
2: can be very expensive. Mulder slowly slips out his filter of love that he got off Kony and sees if it looks like any of the existing bottles. Because uh, you're
1: holding a very, very rare and powerful potion, it resembles the vials in no
2: way whatsoever, other than the fact that there is a liquid and a container for the liquids. This did not work. So is anyone else going to question the fact that we just walked into a magic show?
3: Well, I, I would, but uh, we were just attacked by a rug, so, you know.
2: that's True. It seems like a pretty average thing to happen to us, yeah. I guard the eye. I do that in any way I see fit. This
1: seems like the best use of my time down here. So I feel like it's a trap, though?
4: In some way? Probably, but I, I don't mean to be rude. You are a naga, aren't you? Oh,
1: yes. Yes, you yes. can call me Pat Najak. Uh,
4: oh, I uh, won't. I won't. My name is Fook.
1: Hello, I know. It's a guardian naga, which is what Fook has recognized uh, Pat Najak as. He's lawful good. They guard things. They're usually guardians of things of great magical power. This one is guarding the eye. Uh, he seems to have a great sense of style, though. You, you've got to earn your way past. I mean, earning where if you can go and see the eye. I mean, some other people they won the game and they're they're in there now. Uh, they they can't come out with it though. I won't let them take it. Uh, as
2: uh, Fook is talking to Pat, uh, Finnick decides to hide himself because obviously nobody cares about what he thinks here. Uh, and
3: uh, wow! Well, hey, I already wow. rearranged them.
2: I already rearranged them. Nobody cares. Randomly, He silently sneaks into the shadows to see if he can uh, just wait. He's just waiting for something to happen. Suddenly, uh,
1: Pat turns around. Oh, where are you going there, little man? Uh, You're going to have to come right back here. Gaius has been cast on Finnick, and at the will of Pat, you are compelled to walk back to your podium.
2: What's happening to me? Everybody plays the
4: game.
3: I could use that spell sometime. So what do you think about making the um, acrid spell the highest-costing one, the acrid vial the highest-costing one? Yeah,
2: I think think lemon is probably the least expensive one because I I have lemon fresheners. I buy those all the time. They're pretty common.
3: I have a plan. Oh, dear.
2: At the risk of sounding uh, unknowledgeable, what is higher, one silver piece or 25
4: Gold. gold. Oh,
2: gold. I, I was thinking pennies. I was thinking copper.
4: Fook steps up to Pat and says, I'm immune to diseases. What? <laughs> I'm hitting on him. What, is it not working? <laughs> is it not working? I just don't think you're being clear about your intent.
1: Boo. I'm T-try sorry. Try to be I a little bit that. more on the nose. <laughs>
4: I didn't get that oh, at all. So,
1: I'm not really interested. Uh, something about romantic love just doesn't excite me down here. In fact, I'm spayed and neutered.
3: Well, that's a disappointment. I told you somebody was.
1: So,
2: uh, your final
1: answer final answer is what we got here? No, uh, no,
2: no, no. So I think we're going with uh, lemon as the less, then lavender, uh, and, then, and then acrid as the most, right? Sure, let's, let's do that.
3: Okay, Pat, that's, uh, that's our final wait, answer. Wait, wait, wait.
2: What?
4: what happens to us if we're wrong? Oh. You drink them. Oh. oh. Uh, I call uh, the lemon. All of them?
1: There's three of them and four of us. I pick my favorite, and he doesn't have to, Finnick.
4: Did I mention that I'm immune to diseases? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure,
1: sure. I heard that. I heard that. Uh, So we're going one silver, five gold, and 25 gold. One, two, and three. That's your final answer? Yeah. Ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da, you won! Ba-da, ba-da, and why don't you tell him what they've won, Pat? Well, I will. Well, you get yourself a glass of lemonade, a tincture of some lavender perfume, and a vial of acid. So, do we have to drink
2: them, though? Well, no.
1: I would suggest you drink the lemonade. It's delicious.
2: I made it myself. Mm. Mulder drinks the lemonade. He's right. It's delicious. So now we don't have one of the things that we won. Thank you.
1: Good job. That was selfish. That's the kind of thing that's going to get you into the Showcase
2: Showdown!
1: Ooh! Yay! Come on down, Muldar and Finnick, for the Showcase Showdown! Da-da-da-da-da. Wait, wait, wait.
3: Why do they get picked?
1: Well, he's my favorite, points at Finnick. Uh. And Muldar's the greedy one. Gotcha. Welcome to the Showcase Showdown! This is my favorite part. We all know how this works, right? We know what we're doing here, right? I have no idea. Well, little. Well, 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 uh, you're going to have a coin toss, and that decides who goes first, and then you'll have the choice of either bidding on the first showcase or the second. The person who goes first gets to pass, possibly. But for each showcase, in order to win it, you have to guess as close as you can without going over the gold value.
4: Oliver, I hope you know what things are worth in this world. I don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I,
2: I think I remember seeing a play when this was called The Price is Right. Is, is this the same? So it's the same idea. A play? Yeah. There's a, there's a. You saw a play in which there was a game show? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm not infringing on any intellectual property. It, it, really oh, it, was, seemed, it was a fringe play then? It, it was a fringe play. Yeah. Okay. You were Fringe. infringed. I, I have a theatrical background. You know, I've done some acting on the side. You know, I, I don't model per se on account of the you know once again scary appearance that no one seems to ever notice. Uh, but uh, I'm very compelling as an actor. Not necessarily, uh, you know, I'm kind of the walk-in type where they don't believe me as the character. Shut up. I... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: well, you. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's do that coin toss. So let's call it in the air. Heads. Oh, you are lucky, sir. You get to go first. I really wish that wheel was still going. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, but the blood, but the blood. Anyway, By so... The blood. It was another game. You weren't there.
2: Uh, went, okay, once again, I get to know, Jack, and what, what are the implications of losing this game in the showcase showdown? And the implications of winning, because last time I thought it would be a lot more than
1: just getting three flasks of pee. Once again, that was not pee. I can give you some if you'd like, but that's weird. Uh, well... If you win this, you win what's in the showdown, and you get to move on to the next one. If you don't, you're going to have to do something real good to get through to the door selection.
2: I I know. I get what's happening. So we have to face each other, and then one of us gets another round. Great. Great. So the one who loses dies, since we're against each other now. So one of us has to lose. I, I never said anything like that. Yeah, no. I
3: don't think
4: anyone dies. I'm
1: trying to, I'm trying to, trying to select who's going to be worthy enough to uh, make the choice that will get them to the eye, which I am protecting.
4: Is there any rule against side bets on this one? Because I'm, uh, I think <laughs> I know what's going to happen.
1: Well, uh, I can't stop you. I mean, there's, a, there's always been a secondary market to these things.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm putting five gold on, on uh, the nerd losing. <laughs>
3: oh. I... Well, that works because I was going to put one silver on Finnick winning, so I don't know. I don't think that works.
2: I don't
4: know how that math works, but let's go.
2: You both win. Who's the bookie? Jesus Christ. I'll be the bookie. I believe in me. All right, let's get this showdown
1: started. Now, the first one is for your men at arms on the go. You see uh, yet another curtain is being pulled back. And what have we here but a nice set of splint mail. Oh, this will keep you nice. This will keep you safe. It has been lovingly handcrafted by the armorers of Glaswegianar, the wonderful eastern and northern center of armor making. It is will fit one normal, regular, average-sized humanoid. And
2: consa- Don't normalize that.
1: Well, it will definitely fit... An average-sized humanoid that has the correct number of limbs, which I would have thought would have been a
2: normalized thing.
4: Fook wanders in and Vanna whites this for everyone.
1: Oh, I I like like your initiative. Also, once you're protected, what about the other guys? Want to keep them at a distance? Why not use... A javelin! Four of the finest javelins I was able to create with some sharpened sticks I found. These things will fly, these things will soar, these things will strike. Four javelins. But what do you do when you get close? What do you do when you gotta take them down in close quarters? Well, you need something great. You need this great axe! Yes, Two count'em, two sharp blades on the end of a lice oak inscribed shaft. Use this one when you wanna be a dwarf, boy.
4: Or a gnome.
2: Yes, I suppose a gnome could wield this. Uh... So, if two of the things were handmade, how are we ascribing value to them? Like, was it an artist that made it? You made the pointy sticks. I assume that they're worth nothing. To someone who doesn't know you, they are they are perfectly formed javelins. These have
1: a these have a fairly standardized price. You can I mean, competition is not that great. You're
2: not going to find a huge discount on any of these. Yeah, way do we mean. Assuming that his javelins would be shitty. I mean, they're probably fine javelins. He looks like he's a perfectly competent guy. The way that he described them was sp- pointy sticks. He actually said sticks. How what? else would you say what a javelin is?
1: Yeah.
4: a
2: rod.
1: Yes, this basically is a rod.
4: I'm curious why this eye thing requires us to be good shoppers.
1: Because I want people to understand the value of their objects. Ooh, smart. And I've got entirely too much time on my hands down here. You're only the second people to come here in 500 years. You also barely have hands. Well, it takes it takes it takes a lot of mage hand. It really does. It re- this, took, this took so long and I'm just... I respect uh, the struggle. Thank you. I just wanted someone to appreciate
2: it. So, I guess I get to bet first, right?
1: Well, are you going to take this one, or are we going to move on to the second showcase for you? Ooh. Oh, that was all one showcase. That would always have a
2: trip. I'm going to see the second showcase.
1: Oh, all right. So, Finnick, that means before we move on, you have to place your bid on a set of split mail, four javelins, and a great axe. 5,000.
3: Uh, um, 5,000
1: that's 5,000 gold pieces?
4: Fook shakes his head vehemently.
1: What? Silver pieces. Better? No. Fook oh, shakes okay. his head. Uh, Di- gold, pieces gold pieces only. Gold
2: pieces only.
4: Gold pieces
1: only? Yeah, standardized. Standardized.
4: Fook points at his crotch.
2: What? No, I'm... Uh,
4: uh, you, it I, means go I, down. I'm. Not, this
1: is my
2: favorite part when the audience is yelling. This is uh, not my...
1: This is I not got to.
3: Shakes her head at Fook and smacks him upside the head and then says, and then uh, motions to Finnick, go down, (laughs) lower, points down.
2: This
1: is not the time for this, folks. We're gonna need an answer. 5,000, that's your final answer. No,
3: lower, less, less, not 5,000.
1: 1,000. All right. We're going to lock in a thousand yeah, no, gold no, no, pieces. No, no, no. Locked in. Oh. And now the second shoulder. Now this one is more for the magic user in your life. Pulling back a curtain again. What are you gonna do if you're out there adventuring and you get a boo boo? Are you gonna sit there and cry about it? Or are you gonna chug down one of Medco brands? Potions of healing! Ooh! Yes, that's, that's one potion of healing. It will do one potion of healing's worth of healing for the man on the go who doesn't have a spell. Next up. Please, Sorry. that should be a new cart. If you're on the go, you, you run into, uh, say, a bandit or perhaps an otherworldly abomination. <laughs> Happen. abomination. Happens all the time, yes, all yes. the time. And you need to ma- make them make a quick exit. But you don't have your spells ready. What are you going to do but read from A Scroll of Banishment? Oh yeah, no. This good. scroll good. will give you one cast of banishment, which will allow you to send your enemy to the astral plane for up to one minute. Yes, that's of course only to be used by the person who wields it. You wouldn't want let that one get away from you. <laughs> I need writers. And last but not least, the jewel of the collection, the inanimate carbon rod. You see.
4: Ooh.
1: Oh, it's huh? much better when you know it by its true name. Uh, the Immovable
2: Rod. Ooh, ooh my. yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of those. Yeah, you can stick them just like on the, uh, uh, there's just sit in the air, and then you can just like, you know, you can do pull-ups off nothing and uh, oh. climb, climb on thin air, that sort of stuff.
1: This thing will hold up to 80,000 pounds of force. Oops. Set it and forget it.
4: I had a cousin like that, in that he was lazy and didn't move much. So a potion
1: of healing a scroll of banishment and Ooh. the immovable rod. Moldar, what
2: is your bid? Uh I'm going to go 2400 gold. 2400 gold. Gonna kind of uh Moldar sort of looks over at Fook, sees if he's gets he getting a, get a reaction off him. Fook seems not to know. I felt like I was getting a lot more audience participation, the uh, Phoenix thing.
4: Well, I'm just worried about how the fact that that other guy really got ripped off. His stuff was <laughs> crappy.
2: You know, this is a better package. I definitely want to be able to pull this off. I don't want to go over, though, right? Like, I'm pretty sure there's a rule against going over. Mm-hmm. Wait, they were helping me? I pointed at my penis. <laughs> no, yes,
3: I'm... I was helping you. I was motioning to the floor to go lower.
2: I just thought I was having a good day. You guys do know that there's no rules against talking, right? You could have just used.
4: Yeah, words. I
1: did. I said go lower. When, uh...
3: I said go lower, and he didn't listen. Fair I now. love it
1: when the
2: audience yells.
1: Oh what?
4: Well, the the potion of healings only fifty gold. If that helps. Oh, then move on. Move
2: of Rods probably a bit more, and 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 the the scroll of banishment. That's definitely got to be more. Well,
4: it, banishment is a fairly low level spell, is it not? Hmm. Magic,
2: magic's always pretty expensive. It's always surprisingly expensive. I I know. I spent most of my inheritance. On magical items. And you know, a lot of people regret it. Hey, when
1: uh, you get to uh, when you get to be mine, something that once seemed very rare is just uncommon.
4: Well it is a scroll that's only a single use. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe you
2: know, maybe I'll go I'll go a little bit lower, just to be on the safe side. I'm gonna go eighteen hundred gold. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah, no? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh Pat is just looking at him with a grin on his face. He's not giving him any kind of response other than the grin.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh my god, just make a bid. A final bet. 1800 gold.
1: 1800 gold. 1800 for the magic user's paradise and on. two, and on. 1000 for the man at arms. The actual value of the man at arms, 254 gold pieces. You went over. I'm sorry. The actual value of the magic user's paradise is exactly... 1,801 gold pieces. Under by one gold piece. That's close enough to win both of the showcases. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: This is great. This is great. I can't even use the armor.
1: I love this. Different colors in the lights, and (laughs) there's all sorts of confetti coming down. It's a big prize. Why don't you go roll around in the confetti? Make it a big celebration.
2: Mulder rolls around in the confetti. Uh, after rolling around in the confetti for a little bit, Maldar uh, collects all his prizes, and as he's shoving them into his bag, he slides over to Agata and Fook and says, uh, and I do believe you guys owe me some money for betting against me. Do we? Yeah, yeah, They—they they were. I, I took the bookie on you guys' betting that Finnick would pull this off, so I believe you owe me some gold and you owe me some silver.
4: I don't think we've ever met. Fook,
2: right now? Really? Right now?
4: Well, have we?
2: You do owe me money, Fook, This man—I know he doesn't look like it, but he's cast a spell on himself. Evil he
1: is a sorceress. sorceress.
4: Fook draws his axe.
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not let's not get hasty. Let's. There's no fighting on the set here.
3: Agata hands Moldar one silver.
1: Uh, thank you. And here's your gold that I bet against you.
2: You too, Pat. You too.
1: Hey, hey, this is what I do. I hatch convoluted plots to
2: keep you away from what I'm trying to hide. Uh, I bet against myself. So you owe me money? Uh, I think I would have heard that. I told it to the snake. Then get your money from the snake. Well, no, but you're the bookie. I'm the bookie for the people who got money from me. I, I didn't actually do it. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. Okay, great.
1: Right, I'm just gonna just gonna read you the instruction manual for your movable rod. It's a it's a pretty important piece there. Yeah, I'm probably gonna cut a lot of that out in post.
2: Hey, well, just so that the just so that the home audience knows what's going on. You know, Mal Dark could have just taken it to the stag shop. For the rod, I see what you
1: did there.
3: Oh, I guess it's...
1: jerk. You may also notice that uh, every time he's he's mentioned the audience, which he has several times, uh, he Pat is actually nodding towards a painting on the wall of the cave of hundreds of faces. So, what's the painting of faces?
4: That's the studio audience. Fook looks behind the painting.
1: There's it's no, it's, it's just on the wall. He's just spent hundreds of years down here alone waiting for everyone to come. Try to get at the eye, and he's been he's painting been very faces lonely. on
4: the wall of the cavern. He has no hands.
1: Look, I can hold a, I can hold a brush in my mouth.
2: Pat, Pat and Ajak, do you want to join us? You oh. seem a bit lonely.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I am, I am charged with uh, safeguarding the eye, and only those who I choose can get through to it, and only those who are truly worthy of wielding it can get it out again.
2: Yes, but if we take the eye, you'll have no reason to be down here. Uh, so, I would like to invite you along. We already have a monstrosity with us. Oh, that's so harsh. Hey, you're the one who complains about nobody noticing. I'm just saying scary not monstrosity. Ooh, that's putting a lot of extra to the label, you know?
3: He's got the point. You look like you could handle yourself
4: in a fight. Well, let, let's not let's Except not get ourselves. You have ourselves no here. hands. So handle?
1: Just, hey, hey, I just, I am who I am. I know what I have and what I don't have. But what I don't have is friends. a need to uh to fight with people who I mean, I mean really it'd just be it'd just be me doing all the work.
2: Yeah.
4: I'm okay with that. And we could ride you.
1: I don't think that's going to happen. Besides, if uh, if I choose you guys to uh, wield the eye, it's not like it's ever going to be destroyed. It'll find its way back here.
2: I want to win more
1: prizes. Well, there is but one challenge left for now. That
2: is the Doors of Flame. I believe you could just walk through Flame, right? That's a thing? I'm resistant to it. Yeah. It hurts me a lot less than it should. Great. This would hurt you quite a bit if you tried to get through. I don't think anything could.
1: So, what will it be? Door number one, door number two, or door number three? One of these doors leads you to the eye. One of these to a small prize. One of those is not a prize.
2: And once again, am I making this as an informed decision in any way, shape, or form, or is it just picking?
1: Is it door number one, door number two, or
2: door number three? What's your favorite number? Ooh, I like number two. My favorite number is 47. Seven minus four is three. Go through a three. I mean, that's as good a method as any. I'll pick door number three.
1: Well, if you want to take door number three, I'm not going to stop you. I'm just going to let you know what's behind door number two. Behind door number two, we have a year's supply of Lucarelli's Finest. It's the cheapest wine you can find at any liquor store. The one you'll never bring home to dinner, but the one you'll bring home when the dinner doesn't go well. That's
2: Lucarelli's Finest. Yeah, Lucarelli. Gave me a stomachache once.
1: Are you gonna stick with your choice of door number three, or would you like to bet it all on door number
2: one? Um. Uh, okay, I think I heard about this once in class. I, um, the teacher said a thing. Uh, um. They told I'm, you about these in class? Oh yeah, I, I had a class all on probability. Yes, these and game games used to be very popular. Yeah, it was. It was the. It's the game show. It was a game show class. An entire it class. It should be a really
4: interesting moment for the audience, but you're making it really boring. I mean, yeah, we've got flaming doors,
1: and you're just talking about probability.
2: Door number one, please. You've chosen door
1: number one, but before we show you what's behind that, let's see what would have been behind door number three. Uh, the flames uh, lower, and you see a giant, angry-looking bugbear. Oh, I'm sorry, Timothy. You'll have to wait for next time. Behind door number one is Passage to the Eye! ba da da
2: I'm now confused about which one was supposed to be not a prize. You're going to get killed
1: by that bugbear, dude.
2: Oh, I mean, he looked kind of friendly.
1: I thought I was going to get a pet. No, he likes me, but not you. A pet bugbear would have been nice. He told me he hates you.
2: Yeah. Look wine almost killed me that one time. Yeah, none of these prizes were that good. Yeah. Other than the eyes, which,
1: yay! Yay! Yes. But before you go through, I have to let, have to remind you that there was a previous successful contestant. Ooh. Several of them, in fact. I haven't let them out yet, and but they seem pretty angry about it. Um,
3: okay, and Agata pulls out her magic sword.
4: Uh, so how do we get back out?
1: Well, you'll just have to show me that you deserve to have it. Can we do that before we go in? No, 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 no. But Finnick, it's going to be dangerous. You'd better take this. Uh... From within a pocket on the inside of his sequin vest, a uh, dagger starts to float towards you. Is this a dagger I see before me? It is, it is, it is. Finnick takes the dagger. Now you be careful with that. Don't go poking anyone or they won't see you anymore. It's a very special dagger. It's uh, the dagger of Ninja Vanish.
2: So if I kill someone with it, then I automatically vanish and I can't be reseen? No, no, it's not that one. No, not not that one.
1: The uh, Ninja
4: si- Vanish Empire was very powerful. Was they a- had
2: a very childish name. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, the way it works is if you manage to
1: stab somebody with this, there's a chance they won't see you anymore. For a whole little while, they
4: actually won't know where you are. I had that problem with my wife for a while.
2: You stabbed her.
4: No, he poked her. Oh, and then she wouldn't let me come home.
2: That's sad. That's <laughs> real sad. Just very sad. Oops. All right. Seems but to it's... remember the tragedies in his life. Uh, Pat, before we go, um, I just I feel you, you played this game. You, you make this whole thing. You have your, your painting of your audience. I feel like you're lonely down here. And uh, yes,
1: yes, that's that's kind of my thing.
2: Yeah. No matter how this turns out with the eyes, I just I want to I want to leave something for you. Mulder reaches into his bag and pulls out the skull of Cornelius. And offers it to Pat. This has been a friend of ours. He's uh, been with our party for a little while. And, and, and he's he's very talkative, uh, if you know how to listen.
1: Ooh, an announcer. Why, thank you. I'll call him Scully.
2: His existing name was Cornelius. But I mean, he's your skull to do with what you please. Fare thee well. Maybe I'll be seeing you. It's a joke because of the eyes. Yeah, I got the eyes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got it. But also, if nobody else has gotten out, I'm just, I'm just really worried about what... We're going to have to do to get out once we're in.
3: Well, I first have to be concerned about all the people that are in there pissed off, hence the sword.
2: That's true. That's true.
3: One problem at a time, Finnick. One problem at a time. But this is all Pat.
2: And Pat likes me. I don't understand why he's putting us through this.
4: Oh, because it's a skull. I get it.
2: Yeah, right? That's a much better name. All right,
1: let's go. As you move through what was door number one, uh, the wall of flame goes up behind you. Pat slither off, and you are in yet another very, very dark uh, passageway. This one doesn't seem... There's no magical darkness in this. Pat is not trying to create uh, any kind of... uh, He's not setting the scene for you anymore. As you move forward by torchlight through the dark cavern, you feel... A throbbing, a a buzzing. There's uh your hair goes up a bit as though there's static electricity. Uh you get a sense with each step you take that you're getting closer to something big. And then you start to see dim light up ahead. There's a bit of a bend in the passageway. And suddenly you see a wooden door.
2: I'm throbbing. <laughs> we know. We're all throbbing, Fook. We're all... No. No, not... There's other meanings of the word. I'm
3: I'm not. I'm not throbbing the way you think you are.
1: Finnick checks to see if there's a lock. There is, in fact, a very old-looking,
2: slightly rusted, broken lock on the ground in front of the door. I think we gotta start sneaking at this point. It's time to sneak up on them.
3: I thought we were sneaking.
2: We just shouted about throbbing like 10 seconds ago. I mean, let's bring down the sneak. Let's bring the sneak up a level. It felt important at the time. Not, not doubting that, Book. I'm just saying. Sh-
3: shouting? I thought we were talking.
2: Like we're doing it right now. Okay. We're doing it right what I was saying we should stop doing. Finnick so. opens the door inward so that he is behind it. As you try to pull, you get a real sense that this is a push. <laughs> <laughs> Finnick pushes the door outward and hides against the wall.
3: Agatha like flattens herself against the wall.
2: So uh, Fook and Muldar are
1: sort of left standing in the doorway. It's like my whole body is just th-
4: throbbing. It's, it's like a warm
1: feeling. Before you there is a chamber. It's rounded. It's almost circular. Uh, there's hanging cauldrons of sort of glowing coals, four of them. At the op- opposite end, you see an altar, and behind that there is a large statue of uh, its an elf. It is golden, and on its head, the largest, shiniest, gaudiest pair of spectacles you have ever seen. These things glitter.
2: They look so cool. Finnick peeks his head out around the corner to see what he's talking about. Standing
1: below this, in front of the statue, behind the altar, is a hooded, robed figure who raises their head. And where their face should be is just appears to be a cloth mask with two eyes, one of which is sort of drooping down into the left. We've been expecting you.
4: There's special glasses you can wear for lazy eyes.
1: It's a thing. We're
2: I think our sneak failed. Can't
1: can't I get can't I get my speech in I've Okay, been, sure. I've been preparing this
2: speech.
4: Ooh he has a special speech about his lazy eye. Yeah. Wait what speech okay. <coughs>
2: everyone I,
1: I was trying to <clears throat> guys just guys can you can you just come out, guys, guys. Yeah, Finnick, guys, come you just, out. just no no my no. guys, my guys. And oh. you see a bunch of other hooded figures come out from behind the the uh the shadows and the columns and you are surrounded by the zealots of the lazy, all-seeing eye. Can I get a word in? There was
2: <laughs> there was a whole speech. I, oh, I'm just... Oh. Finnick darts in the door and tries to find the closest shadow to hide in.
4: Be careful, it looks contagious. The shadow? Oh, oh, God damn the it. eye thing! They've all got it!
2: <sighs> Finnick <laughs> covers his
1: eyes and tries to find shadows, blind. I can't believe I'm supposed to talk to you, not kill you. So, will our heroes talk to these members of the All-Lazy All-Seeing Eyes? Will they kill them? Will they be killed? Will they ever see Pat and Ajax again? Will they wear these amazing sunglasses? Who's to know but me?
4: Don't touch your faces until you wash your hands.
0: <laughs> this has been Caverns and Comedians. Dungeons & Dragons Powered Storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller, theme by Derek Baldwin, edited by Maddox Campbell, created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening.